0: Welcome to She Illuminated. I'm Jana Fuchs, a licensed clinical psychotherapist and sole coach for burnt out women and moms looking to take control of their stress and say hello to a more joyful life. I'm also a mom to two incredible young humans, one of whom is autistic. Together, we will dive into real, raw, and messy conversations about intuition, vulnerability, and the resilience of the human spirit. We all deserve the gift of connection to ourselves and to our lives. So let's spend a little time together here, and perhaps we can walk through the rest of this day feeling just a bit more greatly illuminated. Let's go. Everyone, and welcome to episode eight of She Illuminated. Today's episode gives me so much joy to bring to you, and tapping into joy and connection were my biggest motivators for the launching of this podcast in the first place. And so, why so much joy today? Well, there are two reasons directly linked to one another that are going to be the focus for today's episode. Okay, so I am going to briefly be telling you about my latest coaching program offer, and I'm going to be sharing with you how you can get in on it if you're interested. And the second thing is I'm going to be inviting you to bear witness to my own story of how I learned to cultivate self-compassion to address my own battle with burnout over the years. And like many of you gorgeous souls, I have a history of over and non-stop caregiving to others, and it's that same story that's led to the soul work and self-kindness that I give to myself each day now and that I want to teach all of you how to do for yourselves too. First, though, I need to share with you that I am feeling So nourished, so grounded, and full of gratitude for the experience that I just had over the weekend this past weekend. So I had the privilege and honor of attending the most gorgeous and heart-centered self-compassion retreat led by Jenny Taransky, who is a professional certified coach, and Amy Faba, who's a mindful self-compassion teacher. And these two women were incredible facilitators who truly knew how to both teach and hold space for the other 10 of us who were there in attendance. And the event took place at the most beautiful Uh, retreat center. It's called Harmony Retreat Center in Prince Edward County in Canada, which was one of the most serene, gorgeous places to do the work of practicing self-compassion. And Sarah and Michael, the owners of Harmony PEC, have truly built a soul oasis that I couldn't recommend more highly. This was truly a soul and life-giving weekend. It was a time to reconnect to myself, as well as to the 10 other women who were strangers to me on Friday, but who became my soul sisters by Sunday. And we talked about things like how to be kinder to ourselves, more inviting to ourselves, and to welcome being able to better receive from others without strings attached. We learned yoga poses for how we can embody the state of receiving, which I found like so eye-opening because I never even heard of a yoga pose to learn how to receive and Yes, like that just blows my mind. It's so hard for women to let ourselves be the recipients of other people's kindness and, and gestures without feeling like we also have to return the favor. And I just thought that was a really kind of beautiful thing to learn how to embody the art of receiving we learned how to ask ourselves the question, like, what do I need right now? And that is such a super simple question to ask oneself. It is also kind of like one of the foundational questions of uh, mindful self-compassion, but it's also one that we don't really stop to think about in between all of our non-stop, never-ending to-do lists, our texts, the emails, the phone calls. And How many of us actually really stop to ask ourselves when we are feeling in a state of stress, what do I need right now? Right? Like, that's so simple. And it's also like so revelatory for so many of us. And what struck me also as kind of being revelatory was writing down what the inner critic says to us. And I'm very familiar um, in working with the inner critic, um, both with myself and with my clients. But I can tell you that this was the first time that I had ever seen my own inner critic written down on a piece of paper in my own handwriting. And that was an uncomfortable experience. Um, It was the first time that I had, again, ever seen the... Thoughts that my inner critic will say to me. And it really was kind of this like important confrontation with myself, right? It's like one thing to hear the voices in your head that tell you, you know, why you shouldn't do X or why it would be so silly to do Y, um, but it's different to see it in your own handwriting. And I kind of realized in that moment that like I wouldn't talk to anyone else the way my inner critic sometimes talks to me, not even a stranger. And so immediately my next thought after seeing that on paper was like, why on earth would I let myself talk to myself that way? And you know what? It was the confrontation, that precise confrontation on paper that I needed because it almost instantly mobilized My much kinder, much more compassionate self to say, like, stop this shit. (laughs) Like, it just like it it opened me up right away in a newer way to see what I was kind of doing to myself with that real going in the background, right? Another kind of like standout moment to me from the weekend was there was another woman with my own name, Jana, who even had the same spelling as me, which is so rare, um, who was at the retreat. And um, literally, I can tell you in my lifetime, I think I've met two other people with my same name who spell it the same way. Um, And what's wild is that she also has a son who was just recently diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, just like me. And Man, if you could have told me a year ago that I would be sitting next to someone with my same name, going through the same type of thing, fresh off the news of my son's diagnosis, I I probably would have like wept knowing that there was someone else like me going through my situation and you know talk about self compassion through hearing her story it allowed me to have even more self compassion for myself and i think vice versa We practiced, the 10 of us practiced yoga together and walking barefoot, a a practice called earthing, um, literally walking through a forest barefoot together. Um, We shocked our bodies with like the delights of a cold plunge in Lake Ontario while holding hands, connected in a circle of this divine feminine energy. And again, like I remember... Less than a year ago, feeling so totally isolated, even though I intellectually knew that there were other people out there who knew the nuances of what I was going through. It's another thing to viscerally be with others who are holding space for one another. There is something so palpable and life giving that helps helps us when we feel seen, we see ourselves, right? And so why am I telling you all of this? Well, for starters, I feel compelled um, and called to be of service to others. I always have. And so I want to share with you all that like many of you, I will always be in recovery from having had Human giver syndrome, a famously coined term from the book Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. And how did I get to be that way, you might ask? Besides just, you know, like the usual patriarchal bullshit that's in the air that all of us breathe, men and women alike. Um, well, the story is like for a long time, really since my mom died, when I was 20 years old, I grieved the loss of my mother by doing, by caretaking, by staying busy, and quite frankly, by over-functioning in so many ways. I was the youngest person in my family, but the only woman left in our small family of three now. And so at the time, I took off from college um, the following semester. It was my junior year. And I came back home uh, from close to Boston to Philadelphia where, we, where I lived um, and where I was born and raised to immediately begin following the rules of what a young white Jewish girl was supposed to do and be. I didn't want my dad to have to worry about me after all he had been through was so tenderly caring for my sick mother. I cooked and cleaned for us as we were clumsily thrust into our new normal without my mom's presence and my brother simultaneously had the opportunity to move cross country with his band to California. Um, And so nobody was telling me that I could have chosen to do something differently for myself, something less predictable and prescriptive in terms of like my gender role um, and kind of like what... Telling me that there were, I could color outside the lines from the expectations and norms that I automatically kind of just like subscribed to. And honestly, I'm not even sure that I would have listened, even if someone had. And I, you know, clearly didn't have my mom anymore to tell me that I could say no to all of those norms and societal expectations. And I feel like I developed a coping pattern honestly, of turning away from my own pain by focusing on taking care of others during that period of my life. And I am so good at taking care of others because I genuinely care about other people. And quite honestly, I can find redeeming qualities in just about anyone. And so it makes sense that I eventually became a therapist and ultimately now a woman's coach, right? So yeah, like I'm really well acquainted with overfunctioning and its evil stepsister, burnout. It's very familiar to me. But I'm proud to say that as I'm getting older, I am also growing wiser and I've learned how to slowly unravel from the good girl's story. I'm able now to catch my burnout way sooner than I used to and make the necessary tweaks that my mind and body are asking for at any given point in time. So that can look like for me, um, and I think for a lot of people, communing with nature by walking on the trail near my house, um, walking barefoot through the grass, closing all of my screens, and snuggling up close with my kids or my husband any time of day, not just like at bedtime, um, getting long and warm hugs, again, from my family or my closest friends, cooking a savory home-cooked meal with you know fresh local produce, journaling, reading, dancing, and so much more. I've learned that for me to be of service, I really do need to get my oxygen in all of these forms. So, I work with so many people, women and mothers especially, who are also caught up in the good girl story, human giver syndrome, and hence, burnout. Enter my six-week coaching program, which is custom-tailored to each individual, but it it focuses on specific themes that work to identify the specific pain points, i.e., like the stressors that need to be addressed themselves, the lack of proper self-care for whatever reason, the lack of utilizing proper supports, straying from values, and self-imposed as well as societal expectations, just to name a few. And to be clear, the women who I work with as a coach are not therapy clients, nor is the work that I do as a coach psychotherapy. So to explain a little bit more, therapy is a medical model which necessitates a clinical mental health diagnosis in order to qualify for services and insurance reimbursement. And don't get me started on how I feel about that because it would eat up all of our time here. But long story short, if you are interested in working with me or any coach for that matter, then you should really ask yourself, how is your mental health currently? In particular, if you feel that your mental health has caused your overall functioning to significantly decline recently, you'll likely be a better candidate for therapy as opposed to coaching. So this could include things like battling chronic anxiety or major depression or various types of mood disorders. And as an aside, I'm not accepting new therapy clients at this time, but I do have room for five new coaching clients to join me as part of my latest offering, which strategically targets the reasons why so many super moms get stuck on the burnout hamster wheel and then provides tangible strategies for building a more sustainable, joyful, and connected life. So if you are someone who's ready to ditch the good girl image, find your voice, and illuminate your purpose, then I'm probably a great fit for you as a coach. And what also makes coaching different from therapy is that my coaching clients have access to communicate with me anytime via the Marco Polo app or email, and I provide journaling prompts, resources, and exercises in between our sessions in order to maximize the structure and impact of the program. So if I've piqued your curiosity and you want to learn more, go ahead and book a free discovery call with me on my website, www.jannafuchscoaching.com or email me at janna at janafuchscoaching.com. Jana is J-A-N-A, and Fuchs is F-U-C-H-S. On that same website, you can also just as easily click on my free masterclass video with some initial tips and tricks on kicking the shit out of your burnout. And remember, we can only get into a state of flow when we have first nourished ourselves with rest, connection, and play. So until next time, I'm encouraging you to find some ways to prioritize your own oxygen so that you can authentically bring yourself into your world with more joy, purpose, and connection. Okay, so I'm sending all of my love to you, and I hope that you have a beautiful weekend and keep shining brightly, everyone. Bye-bye. If you have enjoyed the show and want to learn more, you can follow me at www.sheilluminated.com or email me with comments and show ideas at jana at sheilluminated.com. If you're interested in working with me as a coaching client, contact me at jana at janafuchscoaching.com. And if this episode meant something to you, please consider supporting the show by taking less than one minute to rate and review the show. It makes all the difference in the world to help spread the word and it makes it accessible to wider audiences everywhere. You can also take a screenshot of it and share it with a friend or on your socials. Tag me, Jana Fuchs Coaching. And as always, may you walk through the rest of your day feeling just a bit more brightly illuminated until next time.